season two, baby. Our words are going to transport that sweet, sweet vessel of yours to a new dimension. A dimension of self-discovery, of love, faith, sports, and everything in between. Let's run it back. Thank you so much for tuning in to Figure It Out with James Money and Cal Maxwell. People have got to be better, and it starts right here. It is time to tackle life's toughest questions. On this week's episode, we kick off the discussion on mental health as we interview Daniel Yang and dive into his personal journey of struggles with depression and anxiety. You are listening live, ladies and gentlemen. So probably a few days ago to the Figured Out podcast with James, Monty, and myself, Cal Maxwell. People have got to be better, and it starts right here. We're here to answer life's toughest questions. James, what's going on this week? We had some phenomenal uh, sketches for you guys today. Um, but Danny decided to take up all the time with his interview. Um, very inconsiderate, so I got nothing else for you. Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. We're uh, Guys, if you listened to our last week's episode, we talked about how we're going to start the discussion on mental health. And again, this season of the podcast, we really are focusing on that restoration, that internal growth, focusing on ourselves. And we thought no better way than to do that um, than to start talking about mental health, um, as I think this is a season where a lot of people have struggled with that. So we are interviewing one of our good friends, Danny Yang. James, what's your what's your take on Danny right out the gate? He's been through the ringer and back, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, a hard, hard outer coating, but a very, very soft inside. Wow. It's like, uh, yeah. Cowtails. Cowtails. Mm-hmm. I thought they were chewy all around. Not if they're frozen. <laughs> all right. But on a serious note, Daniel Yang, known him since high school, baby, uh, came over here from South Korea back in middle school. Heck of a guy. Um, don't know what to say about him. A social butterfly. Loves to do any and everything. Hiking, mm-hmm. sports, drinking, you name it. Loves to do it. But 2020 kind of hit him hard. Mm-hmm. This guy was diagnosed, actually, with general anxiety disorder as well as mild depression. Um, and so 2020 really it put him through the ringer. So he's learned a lot about himself. Um, learned to be a very vulnerable guy. Um, and he's got a lot to say. So we're excited to have him on. Let's get to it. Danny Yang, thank you so much for joining us today, brother. How are you? Thanks for having me, guys. Guys, it feels like 2016 all over again. <laughs> Back to freshman year. <laughs> it's your boy. <laughs> oh, well, bro, we, we really appreciate you being on here. And as you know, and as our audience knows, we're talking about mental health, focusing on internal restoration um, and how that impacts our own personal lives. Um, so, Danny. We're really excited to hear the story that you've got to share today. Um, I think it sheds a lot of light on what a lot of people are going through um, in in different areas of their lives. Um, But first, we want to start out by defining what mental health and well-being means to you and kind of walk us through your own personal journey uh, in mental health of 2020. Yeah, for sure, Cal. Um, Wow. So it's really hard to pinpoint one right answer when it comes to mental health because Mental health is a hard topic for a lot of people, man, because nobody really understands what that is except that person. You know, you can only have some type of remorse and feeling of understanding for people that are battling any type of mental illness or mental health. But at the end, at the end of the day, you know yourself better than anybody else. And it's really hard, to, especially it's really hard to relate to those people if you never experienced mental health for yourself. If you look around right now, it feels like conversations about mental health are everywhere. Um, it's pretty much impossible to not think about the impact of the coronavirus on our day-to-day lives. You know, people are losing jobs, 
people are getting sick, our routines from how we eat, how we socialize, how we sleep or disturb, you know? It feels like, man, we're at this like never ending timeline. And it's just terrible to see that all these problems are happening right now. And I feel like a lot more people are experiencing increased low anxiety and even some hopelessness related to an uncertain future. And for me, this, I cannot relate to this more, man. Coronavirus got the best of me. Uh, I like, if you'd have told me in 2019, hey, man. In 2020, you're about to, like, it's about to be your worst year ever. Like, you're about to have anxiety. You're about to have a mild depression. You're about to have all that. Like, I will not believe anyone because, like you guys know, man, I'm I'm a pretty positive guy. I like to laugh. You know. You're a nice guy. <laughs> you're a nice guy. But I would be lying if 2020 wasn't difficult because it really was. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's there's definitely a lot going on in the world right now. So what lo- what did that look like for you? How did your life change? How did your mindset change? What was going on in your head when you started to realize you were struggling with mental health? Um, I'm trying to like think of the best way possible so the audience can relate. So for me, I was diagnosed in 2020 with a generalized anxiety disorder so with this i guess it's just like it disturbed me from not being able to enjoy the present moment you know and it worked in a way like like it i was having trouble sleeping at night because i was constantly consumed with my negative thoughts um it's it's tough, man. It's literally, it feels like the world and world is ending, like literally. Like it feels like it's like your head like talking to you. Like it's constantly telling you, oh man, something bad's gonna happen. And but in reality, like it's it's never the case. Like, you know, like it's just you're you're consumed by your thoughts, you're you feel isolated, you know, and it feels like nobody can relate with you, and you start to think like something's wrong with you. In fact, like the, there's nothing wrong with you. Um, and I'm sure you remember this, Cal, um, you came to Asheville in 2020 and I think we went hiking. I can't really remember yeah, the yeah. exact mm-hmm. date, but I'm sure you kind of like sensed that something was kind of off with me. You know, you could just tell by looking at me that I was just anxious on the driveway, drive up to the mountains. You know, I just didn't feel comfortable in the car. Yeah. And we went out to grab a beer afterwards and you didn't even want a beer. And I was like, Oh man, this is bad. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and it's what did what did that look like to you from looking from the outside? I kind of want to ask you that. Yeah, so you know it's interesting. I remember you called me one Sunday morning at like eight a.m. and I was like, Danny hardly ever calls me, and he never calls me at eight a.m. on a Sunday. So <laughs> I quickly picked up and I was like, Yeah, what's going on? And you kind of explained a little bit to me, um, and I could definitely tell um, that you were going through a period where you were really uncertain about the future, you were struggling with the present, um, and really just kind of, I guess, struggling to to wrap your mind around 2020, where you were at in life and things like that. Um, And I could definitely tell, you know, like you said, you're always a a happy, positive guy. And I could tell just from the tone in your voice that something wasn't quite right. Yes. And that's, I think that's very well put. Um, And that's what I felt literally all day, every day for a couple months. And for the longest time, man, I like, didn't want to do anything because I was anxious. I didn't want to go hiking, which is crazy to me because I love the nature. I love being outside. 
I was scared to go in the public because I thought I like I was scared that I was gonna have a panic attack in front of a lot of people and that like which is like bizarre to me because I feel like I'm a very extroverted guy. I love being around people, having like having talks, you know, hanging out with friends, you know, like I was never the intro introvert type, you know, I've always been loved outside. And that was scary, man. Like when you realize like you're not, you don't feel like yourself anymore. That's when you know, like, okay, what do I need to do? And from there, I did this. I do not recommend this to everyone, man. I tried to fight this alone for the longest time. I didn't tell my family. I didn't tell my friends for a while that was going through, was going on. And I got to tell y'all, it is hard, especially with mental health, if you're trying to do it without enough support. And I feel like there's like a stigma and shame nowadays. And I do think it's getting a lot better. Don't get me wrong. There's still a stigma and shame that are huge reasons why people are not getting mental health help that they need. And you know, for me, in many ways, I feel like therapy has become more normalized, for which I'm grateful because in 2020, I started seeing therapists. And what I realized is that you do not want to battle this alone. You have to reach out. And just talking to you, Cal, and James like on the phone has helped me out so much. And I'm very grateful for the friends that I have and the family that support me. And I truly believe one of the first steps, if you are battling mental health problems, is that you need to be reaching out to people that are close to you. Hey, brother. Um, number one fan here. Real quick, just want to know if you could sum up um, leading up to you getting help. Was it... Would you say there was one breaking point that made you want to seek help, or was it a culmination of events that made you reach out to somebody? Uh, definitely a combination of things. I, I definitely wouldn't say it's just one thing. But honestly, when I felt that like I was scared to go in public, and then when I like was scared to go hiking in the mountains, that's when I knew that I needed help because I just saw that it was the, I just, I just felt like, you know, that was a time where like, okay, if I just keep, like, if I keep trying to do this alone, like it's not going to get any better. And it's scary, man. Like, I don't know, like, like you and Cal, like you guys love playing basketball, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys would do the same thing. Like one day you just get nervous to play basketball because you're anxious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't that sound bizarre to you? Because that's like, you all love sports and that's exactly what happened. And being outdoors is like one of my favorite hobbies that I have. And when I lost that, I just felt like I lost part of me. And that was like devastating. And I just needed, that's when I knew like I needed to step out and ask for help because I could sense that something bad was going to happen if I just kept trying to do this alone. That's awesome, dude. Um, glad that you reached out to somebody. Uh, it takes a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. Um, taking a step back from you, how would you, if you could kind of summarize our generation, why do you think mental illness has seemed to kind of linger around us? What are some factors? Definitely social media, man. Um, and man, oh God, where do I even start with this? Okay. Well, first of all, I do think our conversation with our friends and family and in social media 
seem to have shifted to be more real, open, and vulnerable, at least based on what I'm seeing. So I think that's a really good thing that more and more people are coming out, you know, like spreading awareness of mental health problems. Because, you know, at the end of the day, man, most of us are in some way or another experiencing mental health problems in 2020 and 2021. And I just want to say that people have never been more connected than they are today. You know, the internet, social media networks and other technologies allow us to instantly send messages across the world and learn about breaking news as it happens. And this is all great, man, because this will allow us to build bridges to each other, no matter who they are, what they do or where they live. And looking from the outside, this sounds all wonderful, you know, but in reality, we have to understand that we generally use social media to strengthen our connections to people who are already similar to us and rarely connects us with people who don't fit our expectations of behavior. So what it, what this does is it doesn't build the understanding and empathy that can come from those different connections because we're constantly being brainwashed by the media and it's constantly changing our perspective, our mindset, our lives, the way we live. And I think it's really important that you limit your exposure to social media because it can definitely be very harmful. And when it comes to social media, I try not to compare myself to such people who aren't adding value to my life. And what helped me out the most is I started consuming content and following people who I knew would help me fulfill my purpose and do as much as I can with my life. And I'm a firm believer that the things that we consume, we think, we think about and we eventually become. And the levels of your happiness are determined by the quality of the thoughts you feed yourself. And during 2020, what I was doing was I was constantly checking social media and news. And it was all negative stuff, man. I was constantly being exposed to negative negative stuff. And that was definitely not helping with my mental health problems. And I do think it definitely played a key factor in why and how I developed anxiety in 2020. Yeah, definitely. I love what you talked about, about like social media, just kind of feeding our expectations and in a lot of ways creating an unrealistic appetite for what we look for in community and what we look for in those around us. I think that's that's a really key piece there. Um, I love that you mentioned that. Um, and, and you already touched on this a little bit, Danny, talking about how you reached out to a therapist and things like that. Um, but what were some resources that were super helpful for you um, as you kind of navigated this difficult time? Yeah, for sure. So, wow. Um, definitely reaching out to friends, family. I would say that that was probably number one thing that helped me out the most in the long run to overcome my uh, fear of anxiety. Um, I also do want to recommend, I started using this app called Calm. It's mm-hmm. a meditation app. And I've been actually meditating every day for at least 20 minutes, either whether it's before bedtime or as soon as I wake up, I meditate for 15, 20 minutes. It's this guided meditation app. It's cost $60 a year. I mean, it's, but it's like, it's so worth it. I mean, oh like- my Lord. Yeah, I work at the YMCA, so. <laughs> No, um, I definitely 100% recommend this app if you are struggling with anxiety or depression or any other um, sort of mental problems. Um, But the thing with meditation that's helped me out with the most is because it allows you to, it allowed me to distinct between thinking and awareness, you know, because we have to, like, I have to think, like, we seem to love every form of thinking. We love to plan. We love to recall, reminisce, solve, and calculate. You know, it's really hard to resist the temptation of your mind because your brain's a really powerful thing, man. Like, like 
people say, yeah, you don't want to be like trapped in your own thoughts. And that's, I agree. I, I totally understand that now because that's what's happening to me. I was consumed by my own thoughts and trapped in my thoughts constantly, like thinking about the negative stuff. And that really wasn't helping with my outcome, you know? And the problem is we can become so consumed in the subjectivity of our mind. It's really hard to observe our thoughts and clarity. And we literally start to believe every thought that pops up into our mind. And I think that played a huge role in my anxiety that I was dealing in 2020 because what I did was I was identifying with my thoughts, um, with our thoughts, meaning like I was identifying with my thoughts, meaning it feels that we are our thoughts. I don't know if that made another sense, but what meditation does is teaches us how to observe our thoughts without allowing them to define us, you know? Goal of meditation is to cultivate awareness and acceptance of our thoughts. And by being aware, we're not thinking more thoughts. We're actually watching thought itself. And this allows us to detach thoughts and views and view them objectively and learn about our thinking mind is like a instrument, you know, like your mind is an instrument, learn to play well. And once you know how to play your mind well, you know, Mm -hmm. it's obviously like everything, you know, works out for the best. And I highly do recommend meditating to the audience out there because it's it's definitely hard at first, man. It's just like, it's literally you sitting down doing nothing for like 15, 20 minutes. And that's why I think guided meditation will help because it's it's a, a teacher that's telling you what to do. And I've been doing it for um, literally four months now. Uh, and it's definitely helped me out a lot. And another thing that I recommend to the audience is I've been journaling, which is which is crazy because I never thought I would do this. I really do. Thought, do you start out like saying "Dear Diary" or how does that work? <laughs> no, I basically what I do is I have I make bullet points of things that I'm grateful for every day. You know, I love that. I uh, wake up and thinking like I am very thankful that I got to see another day. I'm thankful, you know that I have supportive friends, you know, I'm thankful for my family. It can be like, you know, simple things, you know, that's how I usually start my journaling. And when you write stuff down, I don't know. I don't know. It's something about writing stuff down. I don't know if y'all can relate when you write stuff down. It feels like, you know, you're actually like, that kind of, that kind of reflection on paper kind of hits harder. Yes. Yes, exactly. And something about writing stuff down, like just feels so like, real you know like yeah and that has helped me a lot man i highly recommend viewers out there wake up and or before you go to bed just write down some like some of the things that you're grateful for man mm-hmm. you know and that that's another way of that i was coping with anxiety and mild depression just like because there's so many things to be grateful for you know mm-hmm. because i truly think it's you know life is it's my it's about perception and perspective Life is how you take it. You know, you have to understand that somebody always has it worse somewhere else. And I, you know, I got a roof over my head, food in my stomach, you know? Amen, baby. Amen, brother. So I like realized I was worrying about things that could, that I could not possibly control, whether it be today, the future or life in general. And then one day I kind of just realized, you know, that's the beauty of life. It's completely not knowing what is going to happen tomorrow. Because like, you know, if we knew what was going to happen tomorrow, man, what would be the point of seeing tomorrow? And I think I find something very beautiful about that, that life is mystery. Like it's, it works in mysterious ways. 
And that's awesome, dude. Yeah. And again, another, like you said, mentioned earlier, therapy, man. Wow. I cannot stress this enough. In 2020, I've been seeing a therapist and I started to see a therapist and this literally like changed my life. Like I, for the longest time, I told myself, man, there's no way I'm going to go see a therapist. That's not going to help me whatsoever. I cannot be any, I cannot be wrong. Like more wrong that being going to see a therapist could help me this much. Um, it's really hard for me to explain why you should see a therapist and how it helps you because obviously I'm not a professional, but just trust me on this. Just give this a shot. Go, go find it. There's like so many therapists out there that's like willing to help you. Um, you can go, it's like, go on Google, look up therapists near me. And I'm telling you, there's going to be like hundreds and thousands of therapists that's going to pop on your feed. Just click on one of them. Make like, give it a shot, man. Think of it like this. Like if you broke your arm and your doctor says, hey, man, we need to operate and you need to be taking these medicines. Like, would you consider that as weak? You know, like obviously you broke your arm, so you need to get a procedure on it. And that's like same thing in mental health, you know? It's just think of it as like, okay, I need to, you know, go see somebody. I need to go like, you're not weak or you're not any different to seek help, you know? And I do think we need to normalize like seeing a therapist and, you know, getting help as like a normal thing that people do. As long as like so many people view mental health condition as somehow more shameful and lesser than physical health conditions, I feel like the stigma will remain and we need to do our best to spread awareness and make sure that's okay. Because like you said, man, it's okay to not be okay. That's good, dude. Everybody's got problems. Um, and it uh, seems like the calm is a, is a good return on investment as opposed to like something like Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> but anyway, to kind of uh, wrap it up out there, um, what's, your, what's your advice to those struggling? Um, and then also... What can others around you do to show their support? Please, like, you got to reach out to the loved ones, man. Tell them, like, be vulnerable. Don't be scared to, like, express your feelings, emotions, thoughts. Like, life's too short to, like, to go on this journey alone, you know? Now, looking back, I just have this, like, yes, I was sad at the time. At the same time... I'm really happy that something could make me feel sad because it makes me feel alive. You know, it makes mm-hmm. me feel human. And the way that I could feel this way now is if I felt something really good before. So I have to take the bad with the good, you know, mm. and that's how I see every day, you know, like when, and don't get me wrong, dude, I still have my moments where like, Oh God, what if my anxiety comes back? You know, it, it's definitely a scary thought, but like now that I I know what that feels like, and I know that I have the support around me. It's very comforting, and I know, like, it's going to be, at the end of the day, everything's going to be okay. You know, the feeling of sadness, depression, and anxiety are a huge part of life. You know, it's worth experiencing the same way that happiness and joy are. And I, to all the listeners out there who's dealing with mental health problems, I feel you and I hear you. It's, it, it's the worst. You know, it feels like nobody can really relate to what you're going through. And only you can really know what it's like. And I know it feels like the world might be ending. You need to be optimistic. Have a faith that tomorrow is going to be, it's a new day. It's going to be a better day. Keep constantly feeding yourself a positive exposure to life. Talk to your friends. Reach out to friends. Talk to your family. Meditate. Eat healthy. You know, work out. You know, just all those things add up little by little. And 
I'm going to tell you guys right now that before you know it, you're going to, you know, stand up on your stand up again and feel like yourself again. I love that, dude. Um, yeah, High School Musical taught me one thing. It's that we're all in this together. <laughs> um, and a wise man once said, you know, shared love is double the love and shared sorrow is half the sorrow. So if we're just there for everybody. It's going to make all the pain, you know, it's going to mitigate the pain a lot. If Literally, if one person can relate to what I just said today, man, that's a good day. You know, we need to strive to educate ourselves and one another so that we can be equipped with the right mindsets and strengths to help our friends and family. And I truly believe in butterfly effect, you know, just be, the, Scott, yeah. <laughs> just be the good example. You know, you never know what somebody's going through. Just be a kind person. I love that, bro. Well, Danny, we can't thank you enough for uh, your time today, just sharing your heart, your experiences. Um, like you said, I think being vulnerable is incredibly important. And we're just so thankful that you took the time to share um, that with us on the pod today. So brother, we really appreciate you. We love you. We're continuing to pray for you. You know it. We're always here for you. Um, and, and guys like Danny said, you know, reach out to those loved ones around you. I think it's going to be a big help. Um, Danny, we appreciate you and love you, bro. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Love you, buddy. Love y'all. Chilling on the block, run up on you. Bust your shells at you where they hide it in a Sony. It'd be hard to think straight when it's a lot of won't you. Bang. Sorry, that was our musical ad. That was outro <laughs> by Meek Mill. Um, we we poorly placed that after the interview, um, but a great interview with Danny. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, really appreciate his transparency, uh, and, and I think when you're able to be transparent about your struggles, it says a lot about your character. It says a lot about the the way you want to impact and positively help people moving forward who may have similar struggles. And I think the biggest thing with depression or anything you guys are going on, you're going to find that at some point you're going to have to take a leap of faith. Mm. Um, and only you can do it, and it's going to be one of the scariest things you have to do, but you're going to come out on the other side a better person. Absolutely. Um, So yeah, again, thank you, Danny, for for, uh, just your words of wisdom and sharing that experience. Um, I'm excited as we continue to go through this series, guys. Um, Be on the lookout on our social media at figured out underscore podcast um, for who our next guest is going to be in two weeks. Um, We're really excited as we continue to focus on, again, that internal restoration, fixing ourselves, healing ourselves, being the best that we can be. Um, So guys, stay tuned and we're really excited to continue this journey. We're thinking about you. We're praying for you. We love you. We'll see you later. Love you, Danny.